to the Train Your Mind podcast. I'm Vanessa Forrester, and I teach athletes how to up-level their performance without buying that next fancy bike, training more, or even racing more. Your next breakthrough performance is closer than you think. Are you ready to train your mind like you train your body? Stick around, and I'll teach you how. Heads up, this episode was originally recorded under a different podcast name, so you might notice me refer to it. I brought all of the episodes here so that you can catch up on the party. Enjoy! Hello, hello, athletes. Welcome to this episode of the Mental Endurance Podcast, episode 15 to be exact. How are you? How are you feeling? Like in this very moment, how do you feel? I feel inspired calm, and a dash of anxiety. (laughs) It's that kind of like low-level anxiety that's often present that I just kind of take with me in whatever I'm doing. It's not a problem because I don't make it a problem. But how often do you sit down to ask yourself, how do I feel? Probably not enough. And that simple question is the easiest way to create a bridge to your inner environment to take stock, to understand yourself better, and to know where you're at mentally and emotionally. And that question is also one of the best ways to get into what I want to talk about today, the power of presence. Call it whatever you want, presence, intention, conscious, purposeful, planned, deliberate, or even mindful. How you describe it matters far less than what it can do for you. I say that because sometimes I think we use jargon against ourselves and like to put ourselves into a box if we label certain things that we practice in a certain way. What I love about coaching on the brain is that it blends neuroplasticity, cognitive psychology, compassion, awareness, belief, intention, and evidence. The way in which I approach mental endurance coaching combines the science of neuroplasticity and the art of life coaching. And I don't think there's a better concept, honestly, that showcases that, though, that kind of bridge between the two than what we're going to talk about today, which is presence. And if you're into brain stuff, specifically science related, the new podcast from Dr. Andrew Huberman called The Huberman Lab is fantastic. So neuroplasticity or brain plasticity, is the ability of the brain to modify its connections to rewire itself. Dr. Huberman is a neuroscientist at Stanford, and what he says is even in adulthood, our nervous system is available for change, that it's not just possible, but probable. And if we want to change those connections in our brain, the superhighways of connectivity, we have to engage in super specific processes. The first step The first step that all of us have to take in changing our brain is recognizing that you want to change something. Because after childhood, in order for something to change, we have to know exactly what we want to change, or at least know that we want to change something about some experience we've had. And saying that another way, we have to own our desire to experience something differently. We cannot simply wait it out and hope it changes without the initial recognition. This is the first step in training your brain. 
create recognition. And then from there, give attention to or pay attention to the thing. Be present. What happens when you're present is the prefrontal cortex or the more evolved part of your brain signals to the rest of your nervous system that something you're about to do or feel or experience is worth paying attention to, which makes it available for change. While this may seem obvious, like if you want to change something, you need to pay attention to it. In a world of a million inputs, social media, and instant gratification, everything is competing for your attention. And there can be a challenge in recognizing something you want to change, creating space to want to change, and then continuing to be present. So what do you want to change? Do you want to race faster? Then own that desire and notice what even that initial recognition, or you can think about it as a decision, does for you. And then it can open you up to paying more attention. Pay attention to how you're training now. Pay attention when you're training now. Pay attention to how you feel. Do you just go through the motions? Are you just on cruise control when you train or even in life? If you're coasting through your training on cruise control, you've got untapped potential. Just going through the motions is not your path to consistent progression and breakthroughs. Being present in your training to achieve the desired purpose and physiological response is important, but so is your ability to stay connected to a sometimes monotonous and often uncomfortable mental experience. If you can understand the benefit of running consistently to create more muscle memory in your body, like one foot in front of the other, more forward lean from the ankle, shoulders relaxed, quick turnover over and over and over again, then you can also see the need for a focused, present, and deliberate brain around the same training session. The mind-body connection strengthens muscle memory because the memory is happening in your brain, not in the muscles themselves. Additionally, a study done in 2013 through the University of Louisville explored the potential relationship between mindfulness and ratings of perceived exertion, which is really quite interesting. It was found that there's a negative correlation between the two, as in when mindfulness or presence go up, rate of perceived exertion goes down. And I encourage you to test this for yourself. See what happens. I did it recently and I found it fascinating. Next time you have an interval bike or an interval run session, do the first few intervals or the first half of the intervals with your normal music or Netflix or whatever you use. And then give yourself a perceived exertion rating on a scale of one to 10 for those specific intervals. And then make a conscious decision to be in the effort to focus and be present for the second half. Don't skip this step. Be conscious and purposeful with the decision and why you're making the decision. And then at the end, when all the intervals are complete, give yourself another perceived exertion scale, a rating on a scale of one to 10 for the second half. I found a decrease in my perceived exertion, and I think you will too. And it goes without saying that the rating of perceived exertion drastically impacts our experience of training. If you perceive less effort, How does that set you up for the remaining sessions in the day or the week? How does that impact your fatigue or perceived fatigue levels? Okay, let's recap. 
Neuroplasticity, the plasticity in your brain or your brain's ability to change begins with you recognizing what you want to change, which requires your presence. And then what you're able to get out of training physically and mentally also requires presence. What I want to offer is a more present athlete is a more intentional athlete. And intentional athletes are always the ones who win. (laughs) I think it's very rare that someone just finds themselves at the finish line in first place. And that's because an intentional athlete plans their day ahead of time with structure and integrity because they create time on purpose and with purpose. An intentional athlete knows the purpose of the training session and takes responsibility for getting the objective out of the session because purpose-driven action is high-quality action. An intentional athlete also doesn't make excuses if circumstances change because they problem-solve and get it done. An intentional athlete evaluates training sessions because there is always something to learn. And an intentional athlete is also present enough to notice that every session will not be perfect and can objectively see how not hitting all sessions perfectly pushes their own personal boundaries. An athlete on cruise control does none of that. Cruisy equals sloppy, not present, at the effect of the world, hoping for results. However, intentional equals present, focused, deliberate, resourceful, creating results. No more waiting to see what happens, trying and hoping for the best. So which athlete are you right now? And which athlete do you want to be? Remember, the first step in training your brain is the recognition. What do you want to change? And when you follow that up with presence, you open the door for greater achievement. When you're willing to harness the power of intentionality, you are the present athlete and you create your own results. That's the power of managing your mind. That's the power of the three pound mass between your ears. Be the intentional athlete. Be the athlete who knows what they want and isn't afraid to make it happen. You are always in charge of your own why. Why you want what you want. Why you're going to make it happen. But remember, your nervous system is available for change. So don't use the excuse that you're too old, too tired, or too set in your ways. That is 100% underutilizing you. All right, my friends, that is it for this week. Oh, and if you haven't heard the news, Live Feisty Media, the team behind this podcast, are putting on the first ever Women's Performance Summit over the last weekend of March. It's virtual this year, and it's for anyone who identifies as a woman, and will cover a whole host of topics related to performance. I am honored to take part. I'm doing a workshop on the last day that's focused on mental and cultural topics, So grab your ticket ASAP. All right, I will talk to you next week. Hey, it's me again. If you want more juicy tips on how to train your mind, hop on my email list. The link is in the show notes. As soon as you join, I'll send you the 10 triathlon truths your tri-coach hasn't told you. And then I'll drop in your inbox weekly with new tips that will change the way you train and race. See you there.